Welcome to Sound Prince Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Sound Prince is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushevel. I'm your host for this week's magazine. Welcome to Sound Prince for the week of March 20, 2022. The following events are on the KCB Zoom line. Join them using your computer, cell phone, or landline by dialing 669-900-6833 and entering the code 862-9889-6972. Remember that you can call from anywhere in the United States. We very much enjoy having individuals from many different states on our calls. KCB Next Generation will hold its next program on Thursday, March 24 at 8 p.m. on the Zoom line. For more information, contact Ben Wright, President at 734-968-8211. The Greater Louisville Council of the Blind invites you to our roundabout on Saturday, March 26. It's the fourth Saturday of the month, and so we'll be having page turners. This is a chance for you to share good books and Find a good book that you might like to read that someone else has enjoyed. Be sure to invite your friends to come to Page Turners as well. It will be from 2 to 4 p.m. on Saturday afternoon, March 26. Guide Dog Users of Kentuckiana will hold its March meeting on Monday, March 28 at 7 p.m. They will be having a speaker at this meeting. It will be... from a company called On The Go Dog Gear. The company features products for an active lifestyle, so be sure to be there and discover new things for your favorite pet or guide dog. The Greater Louisville Council of the Blind invites you to its spring quarterly meeting on Saturday, April 2. This will be both an in-person and a virtual event. Doors will open at United Crescent Hill Ministries, 150 South State Street, at 1 p.m. The virtual part of the meeting will begin at 2 and run until 4 and will include the program as well as elections and other business from GLCB. Dinner will be served at 4 o'clock. There will be a bargain table and all activities will end by 6 To sign up for the dinner, please call us at 502-895-4598 and remember that dinner is $6 per person. The South Central Kentucky Council of the Blind invites everyone to its social hour on Wednesdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Central or 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Some weeks there's a speaker. Every week there's good conversation and sharing of information. On Wednesday, March 23, the speaker will be the COO from Way Around. Her name is Jessica Hip, and she will help us to learn how to use the Way Around simple tag to scan system, which lets you quickly and easily identify things around you using an app for your smartphone and smart way tags. More than just a labeling system, Way Around also keeps track of extra details, like how something works or when it expires. The result? 
doing more of the things you want with more confidence and independence. No braille or large print required. Jessica will explain how the system works and creative ways you can use different types of tags. There will be time for questions as well. The Zoom number to join the call is 669-900-6833 and the code is 763-689-4411. The passcode, should you need it, is 25852. ACB Next Generation would like to remind you that April 1 is the deadline for applying for their new assistive technology grant. Here are a few details. ACB Next Generation is proud to announce a great opportunity for its members. We are offering a partial grant to assist members with purchasing assistive technology devices or services. The goal behind this new initiative is to enrich the lives of our members and to provide some financial assistance for otherwise expensive products that would be too costly for many people. So, if it is a note-taker, computer, electronic device, software, or subscription service, ACB Next Generation may be able to help you through our grant program. You can find out more about the guidelines and obtain an application by completing a Google Form online or by downloading a Word version of the application also online. Please note that all applications are due by April 1, 2022 at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you have any questions, please contact us at acbnextgen acbnextgen at gmail.com That was from Matt Selm, First Vice President and Membership Committee Chair. This next reminder comes from the Council of Citizens with Low Vision International. The deadline for their Shigert scholarships is fast approaching, so please submit applications now. CCLVI's Shigert Scholarship 2022-2023. The Council of Citizens with Low Vision International, CCLVI, an affiliate of the American Council of the Blind, annually awards three scholarships in the amount of $3,000 each to full-time college students, an incoming freshman, an undergraduate, and a graduate student all of whom must be low vision, maintain a strong GPA, and be involved in school and local community activities. Application materials must be received by 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time, March 29, 2022. Scholarship monies will be awarded for the 2022-2023 school year. To access the guidelines and application, 
visit http colon slash slash cclvi.org and click on the Shigert Scholarship link. Applications will be available to complete and submit online from January 18, 2022 to March 29 deadline. The questions may be directed to 844-460-0625. Incomplete applications will not be considered. We look forward to receiving your application. The Kentucky Talking Book Library held its March Book Club meeting this past week, and it was very successful. The next meeting of the Kentucky Talking Book Library Book Club will be on Tuesday, April 19, at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time. They will be discussing DB87767, Killers of the Flower Moon, the Osage Murders, and the Birth of the FBI by David Grann, G-R-A-N-N, an examination of the 1920s murders of wealthy Osage Indian Nation members in Oklahoma. When the newly formed FBI bungled the investigation, young director Hoover turned to ex-Texas Ranger Tom White, who put together an undercover team, including one of the only American Indian agents in the Bureau. The book is unrated. It's a commercial audio book from 2017, 9 hours and 6 minutes. You can join their call by dialing 888-822-7517 within Kentucky. The conference code is 59111. Please contact KTBL if you would like us to mail you this book on a cartridge. Let us know if you no longer wish to receive these messages. We would also like to know if any of you who cannot attend the afternoon meetings would be interested in attending a second evening meeting. And with that announcement, we'll move right into page two and page three because they feature library information. On page two, you will find articles from the news uh, magazine published by the National Library Service for the Blind and Print Disabled. And on page three is the Kentucky Talking Book Library newsletter that has just been issued recently, as well as an announcement from Benetech, the parent company of Bookshare. We hope that you enjoy all of this information that comes from both the Kentucky Talking Book Library and the NLS system. Listen to Soundprints each week on ACB Media Channel 1 at the following times. Sunday evenings at 8 p.m. Eastern, Mondays 8 a.m. Eastern, Tuesdays 6 a.m. Eastern and 6 p.m. Eastern, Wednesday 4 a.m. Eastern and 4 p.m. Eastern, Thursdays 10 p.m. Eastern, and Fridays 1 a.m., 10 a.m., and 1 p.m. Eastern. 
As always, we welcome your comments and suggestions for future shows. Give us a call at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. If you'd like to listen to Soundprints by telephone, contact us at 773-572-6318. You can listen to this week's sound prints by choosing number two from the menu. You also can listen to the latest issue of the KCB newsletter by choosing number three from the menu. Again, thanks for listening to sound prints, and we hope you enjoy this week's edition of the magazine. Page two, articles about the National Library Service. The first article is from News, October-December 2021. News is a publication of the National Library Service for the Blind and Print Disabled and is available through your Talking Book Library. The first article is We Can Show What It Really Means to Say That All May Read by Mark Lehman. Jason Broughton was worried that morning in June 2015 as he drove from his home and crossed South Carolina to his job at the State Library in Columbia. There had been a mass shooting the night before at Emmanuel African Methodist Episcopal Church in Charleston, just a block from the Charleston County Public Library. Broughton had led many workforce development programs at the city's libraries, and he wondered if he knew any of the victims. The details trickled in over the radio as he made the 80-mile drive up Interstate 26. One of the nine people killed had indeed been a librarian, and then he heard a familiar name, Cynthia Hurd. Oh, Cynthia, he thought in shock and disbelief. Many of his state library co-workers knew Hurd, but none could say she had as much impact on their life as she had had on Brighton's. She was the person who first said to me, You should be a librarian, Broughton recalled this fall, a few weeks after beginning his new job as director of the Library of Congress's National Library Service for the Blind and Print Disabled, NLS. Broughton had never considered a career as a librarian before he met Hurd. His father was the first African-American sheriff's lieutenant in rural Berkeley County, South Carolina. His mother taught elementary school for 30 years, and he had aunts, uncles, and cousins in the military. Uncertain about his own career path, after earning degrees in biology and education at Florida A&M and Florida State University, and working throughout college as a pastry chef at the Tallahassee Convention Center, he went to a teaching job fair and found the answer. Broughton taught high school in Pinellas and Hillsborough County on Florida's Tampa Bay for nearly a decade before putting his career on hold and moving back to South Carolina in 2007 to help care for his widowed mother, who was showing early signs of dementia. The Great Recession was just beginning as Broughton resettled in his home state. As unemployment soared, Broughton put his teaching experience to use with Charleston County's Trident One-Stop Career Center, 
where he developed curricula for and led job readiness workshops. He later became a workforce development specialist, directly connecting unemployed people with available jobs. It was around this time that he got to know Heard, who managed one of the branch libraries where he held workshops. I know you said you loved libraries growing up, Heard told him one day, suggesting that he consider a new career path. I don't know any rich librarians, Broughton replied. I don't know any rich school teachers, Heard countered. A few months later, Heard told him about an open job at a state library that seemed like a perfect fit, helping local libraries set up programs to support career changers, ex-offenders, high school dropouts, and anyone else in need of a job. Broughton continued to live at the family home in Cross, but commuted to Columbia and traveled around the state for the next two and a half years. I saw the work I was doing as education, but a lot of people were telling me, you think like a librarian, Broughton said. A promotion to outreach coordinator at the State Library piqued his interest further. After attending a two-week class in Librarianship 101, sponsored by the Mississippi Library Commission, he set his sights on the Library and Information Science Master's Degree Program at the University of South Carolina. Admissions counselors at the University assumed he would enroll the following summer, but Broughton wanted a start right away in the upcoming spring semester. He took a GRE crash course online and days before the admissions deadline drove to the only open test site he could find in North Carolina. He took the test and passed by two points. He got his master's degree in 2014. Broughton's work soon began to attract notice outside of South Carolina. In 2014, he was named an American Library Association Spectrum Scholar an initiative to support racial and ethnic diversity in the field of library and information science. The following year, Library Journal named him a mover and shaker, and in 2016 he was selected to participate in the ALA's Emerging Leaders Program. After five and a half years at the State Library, quote, I felt like I had the expertise, but I hadn't paid my dues. Broughton said, end of quote. So he applied for a job as assistant director of public services for the library system that served the three-county region around Savannah, Georgia. He had no inkling what he was getting into. Two weeks after he began, his boss resigned and Broughton was named interim director. In addition, to taking on responsibility for all aspects of the program, he initiated investigations into long-simmering financial and human resources issues in the library system. The findings led the library board to oust a payroll processor and the head of the HR department. The experience in Georgia, quote, was one I never dared dream could ever happen to a neophyte library graduate, 
end of quote. He later told a University of South Carolina publication, quote, It allowed me to become a better director, facilitator, and citizen of my community, end of quote. In the fall of 2017, a former South Carolina state library worker suggested Broughton apply for a job as assistant state librarian in Vermont. Moving from the Deep South to New England wasn't as big a cultural leap for Broughton as one might imagine, though. He had friends in Vermont and visited many times, enough to understand that it's a rural state, just like South Carolina, only different politically. Six months later, he again found himself with unexpected new responsibilities when the state library director resigned, for health reasons in this case, and Broughton was asked to fill the role as an interim basis. In April 2019, Governor Phil Scott appointed him to the job full-time. In a state where the population is almost 95% white, Broughton was the first African-American to serve as state librarian. While he didn't have experience in the NLS network, Broughton was familiar with the program. He worked with NLS's network library in Vermont to begin planning for NLS's participation in the Marrakesh Treaty, an international pact that eases the cross-border exchange of books in accessible formats. He also backed a proposal to change the network library's name to the ABLE Library, an acronym for audio and braille, large print, and electronic books, to better reflect the services it provides. And he often got notes, emails, and phone calls from grateful patrons for the ABLE Library. So he was intrigued last spring when he saw that NLS was looking for a new director. I saw it as a unique opportunity to look at library services differently, he said. I take this as a challenge to see if we can be who we say we are as a society. We can show what it really means to say that all may read. Broughton had to get up to speed quickly after he began work on September 13. A potential government shutdown was averted just hours before the new federal budget year began, October 1. Barely a month after he arrived, he joined Librarian of Congress Carla Hayden and other top staff at a Senate Committee on Rules and Administration hearing on Library of Congress modernization efforts. I thought, oh my God, it's just like C-SPAN, he said. That same week, he gave a presentation on NLS's FY22 goals and priorities to the library's executive committee. NLS's overarching goal under Broughton's leadership will be to enlarge its patron base. But how we do that will be unique as technology changes, he said, with a nod toward ongoing trials of Braille e-readers and next-generation digital talking book players and improvements to BARD, the NLS Braille and Audio Reading Download website. Most staff members at NLS 
like the rest of the Library of Congress, are still on pandemic telework, but only a few have met Broughton in person. But they got a sense of his personality during his first all-staff meeting held over Skype. Quote, I want to hear what you're really thinking, what you're seeing, what you don't like, what you love, what can be changed, he told staff. And I want to make sure that you have the tools and resources that you need to be the employee that you want to be here. If we do this right, we'll have some fun. There'll be some whimsy. I love laughter, so I hope we'll have some of that along with our work. I also want to make sure that we have a really wonderful, robust, and engaged interaction with our network and our users. And with those who pay the bills and hold the purse strings, Congress, end of quote. And mentioning his love of baking and experience as a pastry chef, he added, it will also be an interesting culinary experience. All of you will probably gain 50 pounds as you get to know me. Also from news, is an article entitled The Surprising Afterlife of the NLS C1 Cassette Player by Claire Rodstatcher, R-O-J-S-T-A-C-Z-E-R. The last NLS-produced cassette machine rolled off the production line in 2007. The last NLS cassette book followed a few years later. The digital future, after all, had come. Digital talking book machines with fewer moving parts, offered more reliable functionality, and digital talking book cartridges let patrons fit entire series of books and reading materials into the palm of their hands. So why, nearly 15 years later, are C1 cassette players first developed in 1981 a hot commodity on the black market? even though they remain U.S. government property intended for use only by registered patrons of the NLS program. Because they offer functionality that no commercially produced player has, functionality with unexpected appeal to experimental musicians. As with its records in the 1930s, NLS chose to use a non-standard, slower format for its cassette tapes. Issuing books at 1 and 7 eighths inch per second, the standard for commercial music, would have required shipping boxes of tapes for each book. Instead, NLS recorded at 15 sixteenths IPS with four monaural tracks per cassette, allowing each cassette to hold up to six hours of recorded material. NLS understood, however, that its patrons might also want to play cassettes procured from other services. So the C1 offered a simple switch that allowed users to choose between 1 and 7 eighths IPS playback and 15 sixteenths IPS playback. It also had a variable speed control slider that allowed patrons to read books faster if they desired a technological innovation that NLS had been experimenting with since the 1960s. Time scale modification, the 
late NLS engineer Lloyd Rasmussen once said, is a complex problem with several fundamentally different approaches. We were interested in trying all of them. That put NLS at the forefront of technology in an era when music equipment producers saw little purpose or value in methods to speed up sound without distorting it. Today, the digital talking book machine uses a digital signal processing algorithm to speed up and slow down sound, but in the cassette book era, the methods were all analog. Ambient and lo-fi music aficionados prize the unique distortions created through those analog methods. Add in the ability to alter tone with the flick of another slider and the fact that using the side control switch designed for four-sided NLS tapes on standard two-sided tapes allows them to be played backwards and you have a machine that can twist and alter music in ways its creators never imagined. It even has an auxiliary input port allowing users to feed sound into it from non-cassette sources. The results are eerie, haunting, compelling, and a tribute to the ingenuity of NLS engineers. And this third article is entitled Representative Sharice Davids Narrates Kids' Book for NLS by Mark Lehman. U.S. Representative Sharice Davids of Kansas visited NLS on October 19 to narrate her children's book, Sharice's Big Voice, A Native Kid Becomes a Congresswoman, in the NLS studio. The book recounts David's path to becoming one of the first Native American women elected to Congress. Quote, I discovered the book while reading reviews and realized it was a perfect book for our collection, NLS Youth Librarian Jill Garcia said. Picture books written by and featuring Native Americans are extremely rare. And here was one of the first Native Americans in Congress writing an inspiring book about her life. And I fell in love with her inclusive message. On a more personal note, I found myself, even as an adult, identifying with her experiences growing up. I know a lot of our young readers will relate to her too. End of quote. Garcia originally chose the book to be produced in electronic braille and as a print braille picture book, in which semi-transparent pages with braille are overlaid on the print pages, so a sighted person can read together with a blind person. Quote, then I decided to do it in audio and thought it would be more powerful if it were done in her own voice. End of quote. NLS Communications and Outreach Section Head, Kristen Fernex, F-E-R-N-E-K-E-S, Collections Division Chief Alice O'Reilly, and LOC Congressional Relations Specialist Elizabeth Torkelson and 
Kimberly Crawford, took it from there, working with David's office to set up the recording session. David's was a little nervous, but excited when she arrived at NLS that morning. Quote, For a first-time narrator, she did an excellent job. NLS Media Lab head Celeste Lawson said, As she warmed up to the mic, she relaxed into a conversational delivery that was perfect for her book. She took her role seriously, even stopping to call a leader of the Ho-Chunk Nation, of which she is an enrolled member, to double-check the pronunciation of a word. I'm thrilled and honored to be a part of the Library of Congress's mission to make their resources available to everyone, David said afterwards. It was a very special experience to work with the staff and record the book. The audio recording will be available to NLS patrons this month. The print Braille version is in the final stages of production, and the electronic Braille version is already available on BARD, the NLS Braille and Audio Reading Download Service. Page 3 Excerpts from the newsletter from the Kentucky Talking Book Library. The National Library Service for the Blind and Print Disabled, NLS, provides talking book topics for patrons to use in selecting books. It is produced every two months in large print and audio formats. Many of you who subscribe to talking book topics in large print may have noticed that you did not receive an issue for January-February. Due to significant and worsening supply chain issues and worldwide paper shortages, the large print edition of Talking Book Topics for January-February 2022 was not printed. The U.S. Government Publishing Office, GPO, has informed NLS that these problems are expected to continue through the end of 2022 and likely into 2023. NLS is extremely concerned about the impact the large print talking book topic shortage will have on patrons who depend on it to select books. It should not affect patrons who already receive talking book topics as an audio magazine or those who receive Braille book review we cannot simply switch all large print users to the audio version because the producer will not be able to handle such a large increase. Here are the options currently available for accessing talking book topics. We realize these may not be ideal, but we will all work together to make the best of a bad situation. 1. Online. If you have internet access or have family members who do, Talking Book Topics is available online at https colon slash slash www.loc.gov slash nls slash braille b-r-a-i-l-l-e dash audio dash reading dash materials slash latest dash books dash in dash braille dash and dash audio slash 
talking-book-topics-bimonthly-magazine. Two, talking book topics on audio cartridge. NLS has created the January-February 2022 issue as DB106440. It is a talking book loaded onto a cartridge along with your regular books. Call or email KTBL to request it. 3. BARD Those of you who use BARD to download books can also download the audio version of Talking Book Topics. On the BARD main page, go to Find Magazines and Other Materials. In the box labeled Magazines by Titles, Select Talking Book Topics from the drop-down menu and click Go. 4. Braille Book Review If you can read Braille, you may subscribe to Braille Book Review. It lists both Braille and talking books, but has shorter descriptions than TBT. It is also available online and on BARD. 5. NFB Newsline Talking Book Topics is available to Newsline users. Newsline uses synthesized speech to read a variety of newspapers and periodicals. It is accessible by phone, online, mobile app, and other methods. Contact KTBL to sign up. 6. Auto Select Most of you already have KTBL Select Books for you, using our auto-select program, so you may be content with that until Talking Book Topics is available in a format you can use. You may contact your librarian to update your favorite authors and reading interests, and you are always welcome to request specific titles, authors, or subjects. Your requests will be sent to you before auto-selected titles. No matter which method you use, you are welcome to mail, phone, or email your request to us. You may list your requests on any piece of paper or contact us to get a KTBL order form. Just be sure to include your name on it. Meanwhile, NLS is working on more alternatives, and we will share them as they become available. On a related note, also related to the paper shortage is our ability to produce large print copies of our newsletter. We already load the most recent issue onto every talking book cartridge, and we email it to every patron with an email address. Therefore, we may explore reducing or eliminating the large print version in the future. There are questions about this on the enclosed survey, so please respond. Your feedback on this subject is important to us. We will continue to provide Braille newsletters for as long as we can get Braille paper. Did you know there are some controls on the talking book player that you may have forgotten about but might find useful? The white speed control buttons are on the top right side of the player. Press the arrow pointing up to speed up the narrator and read faster. Press the arrow pointing down to slow down the playback. This may help if you have 
trouble understanding the narrator. The white tone control buttons are on the top left side of the player. Narrators have a wide variety of voices from deep to high pitched. Adjusting the tone may allow you to better hear or understand a particular narrator. It can also help when listening to older books that were originally recorded on tape. The sleep button is shaped like a crescent moon and is located just above the large green play stop button. If you press it, the player will play for 15 minutes, then automatically shut off. This comes in handy if you tend to fall asleep while listening. You can press it twice for 30 minutes, three times for 45 minutes, and four times for an hour of play. Don't forget the player has built-in instructions. Make sure there is no book cartridge in the player. Press the red power button to turn it on, then press any button to hear how it works. Thank you for your support. On behalf of all our Talking Book patrons, we want to thank everyone who make donations to our program in 2021. We cannot list them all individually, but wish to extend a public thank you. We also wish to thank those who sent in personal notes and letters of support. Our staff really enjoy reading them, and they motivate us in our daily work. We share them anonymously in our federal reports as examples of the positive impact our program has had on its users. Please keep them coming. This project was made possible in part by the Institute of Museum and Library Services. Kentucky Talking Book Library, phone number 800-372-2968. Local number is 502-564-5791. KTBL.email at ky.gov. Finally, you may wish to Take a few moments to complete the annual survey for the Kentucky Talking Book Library. Your feedback helps them make decisions about reading materials, services, and procedures to help better serve you. You may take this survey online or you may call them toll-free at 800-372-2968. Their local number is 502-564-5791. The survey is anonymous. However, we will need your name if you include requests or issues regarding your account. And next comes a post from the Bookshare blog from Thursday, March 10, 2022. Benetech unveils Bookshare Reader Suite for web, mobile, and smart speaker devices. Announcing a new suite of free reading software for school, work, and leisure that breaks down barriers for people with dyslexia, vision loss, and other reading challenges. Benetech, the parent company of Bookshare, is excited to introduce a suite of free reading apps for people with reading barriers. Bookshare Reader for Web, Bookshare Reader for iOS, Bookshare Reader for Android, 
and Bookshare Reader for Alexa. This suite of free tools, available summer 2022, will make reading accessible books easier than ever before. What is Bookshare Reader for web or mobile? Bookshare readers for web, iOS, and Android provide a consistent user experience across a standard set of easy-to-use reading applications. The new readers feature intuitive controls and enhanced configuration features. Ease of use. Read instantly with no waiting time. And enjoy intuitive navigation and robust keyboard shortcuts. Customization settings. Mix and match colors for background, text, and highlighting, and choose from expanded voice options. Enhanced math support. The new Bookshare Reader will have the ability to read equations in accessible math books using MathML. Read Anywhere. Download books to a smartphone or tablet to read anytime, anywhere using the Bookshare Reader apps for iOS and Android. What is Bookshare Reader for Alexa? With just their voice, users can open the Bookshare Reader for Alexa and listen to virtually any book, magazine, or newspaper in high-quality text-to-speech audio. The Alexa skill is available to use on any Alexa-enabled device, including smartphones with the Alexa app. Now in beta, the reader can be found in the Alexa app store and is available to any individual Bookshare member. New features coming soon include live support with in-app calling, call Bookshare customer support directly from the Alexa app, Connect with the Bookshare community. Use the Alexa skill to call into Bookshare community events, such as the monthly Bookshare Book Club, and connect with fellow readers. A caption for the Bookshare logo says, Alexa speaker, a laptop, and a mobile phone each have the reader suite open on the book, Frog and Toad. What's so cool about it? Or... Why are we so excited? This new suite of apps gives Bookshare users a free, standard set of reading tools that they can customize and use across devices to read over a million titles, including novels, textbooks, nonfiction, academic journals, newspapers, and magazines, in ways that work for them. When will it be available? Bookshare Reader for the Web is currently in private testing in select school districts across the U.S. Bookshare Reader for the web and the mobile app will be available to the public in summer 2022. Bookshare Reader for Smart Speaker is currently in beta release and only available to Bookshare individual members. Find it in the Alexa App Store. Future releases will provide access to students and educators on school organizational accounts. I like the app that I currently use, so will I still be able to use it? Yes, we believe that you should read your way. There are many reading tools that work with Bookshare. 
Choose the one that works best for you. Here's more information about Bookshare Reader for smart speakers. The caption shows a senior woman using smart speaker at home. Read what you want, where you want. You can use Alexa-enabled smart speakers and devices to enjoy the world's largest ebook library for people with reading barriers. Introducing Bookshare Reader for Smart Speakers. Reading Made Easier. Read in a whole new way with Bookshare Reader. It's as easy as using your voice. On any Alexa-enabled device, simply tell her to open Bookshare Reader and read a book. Bookshare Reader combines the ease and convenience of voice-enabled tools like Alexa with access to millions of ebooks through the Bookshare Library collection. Whether you want to relax to, to the latest bestsellers or listen to books for school or work, you can read hands-free with Bookshare Reader. How to get started. Getting started is easy. We've created a step-by-step -step guide on how to listen to Bookshare books on your Alexa-enabled smart speakers and devices. How to read with Bookshare Reader for smart speakers. Step 1. Enable the Bookshare Reader skill. If you are new to using an Alexa-enabled device, download and install the Alexa app onto your device and sign in with your Amazon account. 2. Find the Bookshare skill by searching for Bookshare Reader through the Skills and Games link on the Alexa app, on the Alexa Skills page on the Amazon website, or by voice command to your Alexa-enabled device. 3. Select the Launch button. 4. Link your Bookshare account to the Bookshare skill by selecting the Settings button, then the Link Account link. 5. Enter your Bookshare username, email address, and password. Then, select the Sign In button. You will receive confirmation that your account is successfully linked. Now you are ready to listen to books on your Alexa-enabled device. Step 2. Getting audiobooks for Alexa to read. The Bookshare Reader skill creates and uses a reading list called Amazon Alexa. By adding audiobooks to this reading list, you make them available for the Bookshare skill to find. There are two ways to put audiobooks on the Amazon Alexa reading list. Ask the skill to get a book you've recently accessed through another device, your history. Search the books on Bookshare.org and add them to the reading list. Get books from your history. 1. Launch the Bookshare Reader by saying, Alexa, launch Bookshare Reader, or Alexa, open Bookshare Reader. The first time you launch the skill, she will respond with, Welcome to Bookshare Reader. It looks like you don't have any audiobooks available to read. Go to the Bookshare website and add books to your Amazon Alexa reading list, or say, Get My History. She will read you a list of books that you have previously downloaded or read on another device and ask which one you would like to add to the Amazon reading list. 3. 
say the name of the book and she will respond, okay, I've added the book title to your reading list. Would you like to read it now? Four, say yes to begin reading. When the audiobook is ready, Alexa will say, okay, let's read, and the book will begin. Note that there may be a delay when you first open a new book. You can also remove books from your reading list by saying remove and then the book title. Add new books to the Amazon Alexa reading list. At this time, searching for new books is not yet available through the Bookshare skill, but you can add any book to the Amazon Alexa reading list on the Bookshare website. These books will then be accessible from the Bookshare skill by saying, Alexa, list my books. 1. Log into your Bookshare account on the Bookshare website. From your My Bookshare page, select the My Reading List link. Here you will find the Amazon Alexa reading list. 2. To add books to your reading list, simply search the Bookshare collection to find a book you want to read. Then select the Add to Reading List link. 3. Next, select the Amazon Alexa reading list from the drop-down menu. Not all books in the Bookshare collection are available in audio format, either because they are not well formatted, are too long, or have too many images. It is a good idea to check with the download drop-down menu to make sure the book is available in audio format before putting it on the Alexa list. If there are multiple copies of a book provided by different publishers, you might try a different version. Step 3. Using the Bookshare Reader Skill with Alexa. Open a book. 1. Ask Alexa to launch the Bookshare Skill by saying, Alexa, launch Bookshare Reader or Alexa, open Bookshare Reader. Alexa will respond with, Welcome to the Bookshare Reader Skill for Smart Speakers. If she doesn't find any books on your Amazon Alexa reading list, she will tell you to add them to your list on the Bookshare website. See Step 2 above, Getting Audio Books for Alexa to Read. Note, Alexa doesn't always recognize Bookshare Reader immediately as a skill. If she directs you to Audible, try launching the skill again, perhaps speaking much slower, and use the term Launch instead of Open. Also, you may want to make sure the language on the device is set to U.S. English. Once she recognizes the skill, this should no longer be an issue. 2. You can ask Alexa to read a book or list your books with the following commands. When she asks what you want to do, say, Read a book, or Read book title, or List my books. Changing reading speeds. You can also ask Alexa how fast she will read and to change the speed. Note, you will need to change the speed before starting the audio player. Once the audio player begins, you will need to stop reading to change the speed. When she asks what you want to do, say, 
what's the reading speed? Or, how fast are you reading? Read faster. Read slower. Read about 125%. Reading speed range from 50% to 300%. Enjoy listening to your book. Alexa commands, read a book, read a book title, list my books, Alexa pause, stop reading, Alexa resume, continue reading where you left off, Alexa skip or Alexa next, skip to the next section, Alexa back or Alexa previous, go back to the previous section, Alexa stop, exit the bookshare skill. To reinvoke the skill, you will need to say, Alexa, open Bookshare. Alexa, help or Alexa, tutorial to learn how to use the Bookshare skill. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Soundprints. Have a great week, everybody.